my name is Kayla. Welcome back to another episode of the Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. And this week, you guys, we are starting to celebrate the best time of the year. It is Christmas time. Christmas time. We are so pumped about Christmas. I'm joined today with my some of my favorite people, Crystal Mazuka and Isaac Kirstead. How are you guys doing today? I'm so good. Great. So excited to talk about Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The most, the most. All right. So this, this month we are focusing in on how we are secure in Christ. And so for kids, we are looking at the identity truth. I am secure. And for preschool, we are talking about how God is always with me. And so as you might expect, Every single part of this month all has to do with Christmas. Um, preschool's theme is light up, and then kids are looking at light the night, and we're talking about how Jesus has come. Jesus has come to be our light. He is here with us, and we are so excited to celebrate how we can be secure knowing that God is with us, that he will always be with us. And so every single week this month, we are looking at a different part of the Christmas story. But before we jump in to all the fun things Christmas, I have to ask you guys, what is one of your favorite Christmas traditions that you grew up with? I don't know about you, um, but if you're anything like me and my family, we have all the Christmas traditions. So I want to hear, what are your Christmas traditions? Man, and honestly, it's hard to pick just one because there are so many, I just have so many very fond memories. Um, as a kid, um, my family was the type that like the same decorations would go in the same places in our house. And so there's so many clear memories of that. But one that I think is very, very funny um, is that we had this Christmas CD. It was a Motown Christmas album. Yes. And when I say that this was like, this was the sign that Christmas season had started was when we put on that album. I mean, I could, I could sing every single song that is on that, every version of it and everything. But what's funny is that um, when I went to college, my dad suddenly could not find that CD anymore. And everybody accused me of taking it. And I was so offended by this. And I was like, I would never break apart our tradition. Like that is our family CD. I wouldn't take it or anything like that. When I tell you that 10 years later, he found it. And I, I was like, I told you guys that I did not lose <laughs> that CD. But what's so fun is that we still, as a family, when we get together, we'll listen to it on Spotify now, not on a CD. But um, it's become a tradition with my own kids is that we will also listen to that CD and sing every single song. And so that is just a wonderful tradition is that Motown Christmas album. So <laughs> I love that. And I love that it's like passed down generation yeah. to generation of like good quality <laughs> Christmas music. That's great. Isaac, what That's about you? so much fun. Well, I love that music was like a center part for you because it was for me too. So yeah. growing up, my church actually did like a living Christmas tree. And if okay. you've never seen a living Christmas tree, it's like it was a giant Christmas tree that took up the whole stage of our like main sanctuary. And you could fit like 60 people in this tree and it was a choir and they would sing from the tree. And growing up, like I got to be in the tree singing, but I also <laughs> got to like be a shepherd and like 
take a real sheep through the church. Like it was so wow. much fun. And I think one of the reasons I loved it, well, two reasons is I, we had like 15 performances. Like this was a huge production and backstage, you just got to hang out with your friends for like 15 days straight while you're mm-hmm. doing these. So I just remember tons of fun hanging out at church, hanging out with my friends, but also it made Christmas kind of start in June because we would have like our first auditions for like solos and stuff back in June and we'd start practicing the music. So I think one of the reasons I love Christmas season as long as I like Christmas now is because I always started Christmas in June when we were doing <laughs> these living Christmas trees. So why not start in like September, October now? Oh my You know goodness. what, Isaac? All of our ministry leaders listening right now, they're like, yeah, yep, I feel that, you know, summertime oh, hits yeah. and if you're you planning for doing Christmas. <laughs> planning for Christmas or like doing kids choir or something like that. You have all been practicing this Christmas music for months yes. and it's all stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Man, Isaac, that's so on brand for you. I feel like with um, like you, Christmas, performing, I, you know, I think, yeah, that sounds right. That would be your your great Christmas tradition. I love it. That's amazing. Well, I love Christmas as well. One of my favorite traditions, um, which I get made fun of now, because now I feel like, man, so, sometimes with technology, we've just taken the joy out of the Christmas decorating because I grew up in this in the era where ever when you put up your artificial Christmas tree, which I still have artificial Christmas trees, um, yep. but it's it's one branch at a time. You know what I'm talking about? It's mm, not mm-hmm. those three pieces pre-lit nonsense <laughs> that you put up in 10 minutes. No, 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 no. This is all afternoon. We're getting the tree out. <laughs> You're separating the branch branches. by branch. <laughs> Branch by branch, you're fluffing it up, putting it on the tree. <laughs> it took forever. And I loved it so much. Um, not everyone's like that. I get it. I understand. That's you so don't have funny. to be like me. Um, but that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. And what made me think of it today um, was because of what we're talking about in this session, which is about how mm. God gives us hope. So we're going to be looking this coming week about how the prophets told Jesus' name. And ultimately, we're going to be talking about how the prophets and the people of God have been waiting and waiting and mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I wait to put up that Christmas tree and it takes all day long to put it up. Um, but they were waiting for so long for Jesus to come and God had promised to send Jesus, but he wasn't here yet. And it was years upon years upon years before he would actually come. So mm-hmm. as we jump into our content today, I think that's just something really good to keep in the back of our minds, especially in our culture today with kids and Christmas trees that go up instantly um, and how we always have this instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, we're, we're going to slow down a little bit this Christmas and help kids understand and remember that their hope is in Jesus, even when they're waiting for something to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So quick question. Um, so this, this week's main idea is God gives me hope. Um, and so I want to kind of unpack a little bit. How do we explain hope to a child or to a preschooler, especially preschool? Because that's kind of a big concept, a big abstract mm-hmm. concept. How would we define hope in this day and age? 
Yeah, I know that in a lot of planning for this month, it was really intentional that we said we we want to give kids and preschoolers an easy definition of hope that is different than wishing. Mm -hmm. Um, because in our culture, hope and wish tend to go together. Like, I hope that I get a new bike for Christmas. I hope that this happens, but really that's, that's kind of wishing and wanting what we want our, our kids in hi-fi to know is that this idea of hope is trusting, like being confident that something good is going to happen. And the reason we can trust and have confidence is because God has said it. We see in our story this week that um, for hundreds of years before Jesus actually came, there was a promise of a savior, of a Messiah. And it's we 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 live in the, the post-Jesus era, like Jesus has already come, that promise has already been fulfilled. And I think it can be hard for us sometimes to understand about how hard it must have been to be waiting for the Messiah. God promised, he said that I'm going to, you know, like he's going to be wonderful counselor, mighty God. And we sit there and we see it so clear now, but they would have been like, when is this going to happen? We've been taken over again. Like we've lost our homes again. We're being oppressed again. When is it going to happen? But God never wanted them to lose hope. He never wanted them to lose knowing that they can trust that he was going to say, yes, I am doing this. And now we've had the Savior come, but kids still need to understand what hope is. We can trust that God is going to be there for us, that God is going to love us, that God is going to give us peace and give us comfort. That's even looking a little bit forward to some of our other weeks this month. But like we can have hope because we can trust that what God has said will come true. We see that through the promises that he made about sending the Messiah. And then we still have that hope today. We can always trust that God will say yes and amen to his promises. So whatever is going on in your life, you can have hope that God loves you, that God sees you, that God knows what you need, and that God is going to take care of you. And sometimes we have to wait to see it happen, but we can always have hope that he will bring his promises to life. Yeah, that is so good, Crystal. Thank you for sharing that. And I love what you're saying about like, we want a simple definition for preschoolers and for kids that hope is trusting that something good will happen. And whether our kids are following Jesus or not following Jesus mm -hmm. in our churches right now, they're, they have some kind of understanding of hope, right? They, they know what that word means for the most part um, with some explanation or they hear things about, I hope for this. But like you were saying, it's not about wishing. It's mm -hmm. not, I wish this will happen, but there is a, an expectancy um, and a pr like living in the promise of what is to come that is so unique to Christian hope versus just cultural wishing and hoping mm -hmm. for something to happen, which is so great. Mm -hmm. All right, Isaac. So I, I would love for you to speak into this a little bit more about as we're talking about how the story of the prophets are, are telling Jesus's name, right? They're telling us Emmanuel has come, God with us. How can, how to help us understand the connection between Emmanuel and the prophets telling us his name, having an impact on the, just the faith of a child in our classrooms this week? 
yeah, I think this is such a cool story to show with kid to show to kids for them to understand that God will always keep his promises to us. Because when God promised these prophets 400 years before Jesus ever came on the scene that this is going to be his name. This is where he's going to be. This is how it's going to happen. And the list goes on and on Mm. and on of all these promises that God made to his people. And then we get to see that it wasn't an instantaneous thing. It wasn't something that just suddenly, like a few days later, but it was years and years later, this occurred. But God kept his promise, every single one of them. And for kids now, like Kayla, you said that we are, in, or I think it was Crystal. Crystal, you said that we are now in a post-Jesus era where Jesus has already arrived. Jesus has come, but we still get to have hope that he's coming back. Yes. We have been given the promise that he is coming back, that he, we have a plan, um, that we have a promise that he has a plan for our lives, mm-hmm. that he loves us, and that with this truth that I am never alone, that he is always with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such good hope that these kids can hold in their heart to know that God will always keep the promises that he has made to us because we can see in the Bible that is his true narrative of who he is, that he has always kept his promises and we can have hope that he will keep his promises today. Mm. That's so good. And I just, I so appreciate that the impact of hoping for, and we see, like you said, we see the reality right now. Jesus has come. We Mm -hmm. were living in that post era, but for those who were living in the pre Jesus has come and continuing to have hope, continuing to persevere, um, continuing to put one step in front of the other and live faithfully where God has called them to live um, Mm -hmm. with the expectation that Jesus is coming. And I think that's something that's accurate for us today. Um, Mm -hmm. We are in the same boat where we are waiting for Jesus to return, right? And Mm -hmm. while we are waiting, while we are hoping, we're continuing to live faithfully day by day, step by step, honoring the Lord with our gifts and our talents um, and everything he has given us so that we can point kids to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So in that vein, I would love for you guys to speak to... I I just, I can't leave this podcast without thinking there is a weary ministry leader right now Mm. in December um, Mm -hmm. who is pushing hard, right? This is the Mm -hmm. time where we have all the activities. It's all the Christmas parties. It's the the Christmas um, choir concerts and, and all the things. And so often we can get caught in the hustle and bustle. Um, of, of just running from thing to thing. What is something that you would say to, to that ministry leader? How would you encourage them with the hope of the season and what it looks like to, to rest and to trust in Jesus this season? Yeah, I love that. Um, and again, we've all been a part of, of full-time ministry. Like we know (laughs) firsthand what that weariness is like in this season. There's a lot of, um, expectations. Um, there's a lot of requests, there's a lot of demands, and it can just start to feel like one thing after the other. Um, I think that it's so good for ministry leaders during this season to really just take time every day to just dwell on what this season truly is and what we are celebrating and what it's about. And to know that it's not about 
the production. Um, it's not about the events. It's not about any of that, but it is about celebrating that God loved us so much that he himself came down to be with us, that he himself came down and took on humanity and was willing to do whatever it took for us to be able to have a relationship with him, to restore creation and to just sit in that for a little bit and just be in awe of like, we are celebrating the birth of the savior this Christmas. And that as much as we want to really, you know, put on this big show and do all the things to teach that, to also remember that it's going to be him that's going to nudge somebody's heart closer to him as well. So when we find ourselves feeling anxious, feeling weary, feeling busy to just stop and pray. And number one, say, thank you, God, for this incredible act of love. And then pray, Lord, would you just come in a great and awesome and mighty way into the hearts of the kids and families and volunteers that are in my ministry? Like sometimes we just need to take our hands off a little bit and remember that it's going to be the Lord that's going to do a mighty work in their hearts and their minds. And so I don't need to feel all this pressure myself. I just need to pray and trust and have hope <laughs> that he is going to be the one that is going to do a great work in the lives of these people that I'm working with. You know, Crystal, that was word for word exactly what I was going to say. That's crazy how you just captured it exactly as I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, really, because I 100% agree. Like, yeah. that is such a great reminder in this season. Um, whether you're a volunteer or someone who's planning every single detail mm -hmm. to hand off to volunteers, um, I think going back to this truth of I am never alone, that is the truth we were trying to teach kids, this mm -hmm. kids and preschoolers uh, this month. But I think taking that to heart for these leaders saying, you can't do it alone. You mm -hmm. have to rely on God. Mm -hmm. You can't plan a party that's going to bring every kid to know God. You can't <laughs> be, uh, you, you are, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, God has given you those, but you can't do it alone. So take some time, like Crystal said, thank God for this opportunity. Thank God for this time, but then also hand it over to him. Yeah. That's great. Thank you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about the hope of this season, it's just such a great reminder that we can let go of that expectation. Like Jesus is mm -hmm. already like he's already come. He's already defeated death. He is alive. Like we're looking forward to the second coming. And so as we think about how we can rest in the hope of who we are because of who he is, mm -hmm. that we are allowed to let go of our own really hard expectations we probably have on each other this season. Mm -hmm. um, and remember that none of that is dependent on our identity in Christ. And so I think that, um, yeah, as, as we enter into this season, it is a fun and exciting and just hustle and bustle time. But we always want to remember that we can also walk slowly to the manger. Yeah. We can walk slow and enjoy this season and, mm -hmm. and remember that our celebration, as much as we love our Christmas traditions and all the fun family stuff and all the events, um, that we're really being reminded of the hope that we have 
because of who Jesus is. Well, listeners, thank you again for joining us. We hope that this podcast um, is a sweet respite for your week. We hope that it is a time of encouragement and of joy that gets you ready and excited and prepared to teach this upcoming lesson this week. Um, so all month long, this Christmas, everything. And so, and you'll see that reflected in all of our sessions in Hi-Fi. We're talking this week about how God gives us hope. Uh, the next week, we're talking about how God comforts us with the angels visiting Mary and Joseph. And then we're talking about how God gives us peace and also how God is near to us. And then we have a special week five game changer, which I'm so pumped about because it's New Year's Eve. And we're talking about all things new, how Jesus makes everything new. So you are not gonna wanna miss an episode this month as we dive into Christmas and help teach our preschoolers and our kids the joy of Jesus this season. We can't wait to see you next time.